Weekend Breakfast with Sarah Jane Makwala King. Saturday and Sunday, 7 to 10 a.m. So the winner of the recent Powerball jackpot has come forward to claim their 120 mon- 121 million rand winnings. And uh, National Lottery Operator Etuba uh, said in a statement that after 19 consecutive rollovers, the Powerball jackpot of, to be precise, 121 million 629,573 rand and a cent uh, had been won. And uh, according to the winner, the uh, according to it, the winner won the amount of money with a 45 rand online bet. So he's made he's made his money back. He or she, they don't know. Uh, now, we can't all, of course, be lotto winners, but there will be those amongst us who, through luck or chance or circumstance, do suddenly come into a life-changing amount of money. And uh, how much that amount is will, of course, depend on your financial position. Uh, Ituba says it offers free financial and trauma uh, counselling to all winners uh, who win over 50,000 rand or more. Uh, this morning, we have invited Jürgen Ekman, wealth manager at uh, Consult by Momentum to share some advice uh, for what you ought to do if you do suddenly receive an unexpected windfall. And we're going to be having a look at four different amounts of money this morning. We're going to also be looking at 50,000. We're going to be taking a look at what to do if you won, uh, if you win 500,000, 500,000, 5 million, and then uh, a whopper uh, of 100 million rand. Jürgen, good to have you with us morning. Thanks so much for making time for us. Good morning, Sarah-Jane. Thanks for inviting me and a good morning to all of your listeners as well. Jürgen, just to start with, what in your experience are some of the biggest mistakes that people make when they come into a a life-changing amount of money suddenly? So I think the first thing is is that they they feel an impulse to spend some money or invest some money. Yeah. I think people generally feel that once you've got... uh, you know, this lump sum, you somehow become quite a, <laughs> a good businessman or businesswoman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you, you, you know, you want to start making that money work for you. And I think that's the, the first and the biggest mistake that people can make. What I would suggest is, is that you just take your time. You know, just take your time to make decisions. If money's in the bank, it's not going anywhere. Just take your time. You know, with generational wealth that you were talking about, over 100 million big money like that, I mean, you're going to need a group of professionals around you, you know, a financial advisor, a wealth manager, you're going to need tax, trust, legal specialists, and people that you can trust. I mean, just to give you an idea, I mean, it's, it's simple, simple math, right? If 100 million is invested, you know, and you're only getting a 5% interest rate out of, the, out of your money market or your, your bank, uh, and, and let's be honest, I mean, interest rates are higher than that at the moment. That's still an interest of about 400,000 rand a month. You know, what? 5 million rand a year. Yeah, it's 5 million rand a year, right? That's what you're getting. 5% of 100 million, sure. 5 million. If you divide that by 12, it's 400,000. So you really, you don't need to be rushed or pushed into making any decisions. Um, take your time. 
that's what I would suggest. Okay, um, and and as you said, that the first thing being really is to is to get a team on board, or, or at least get a certified financial planner. Um, one thing we know about South Africa is that there's not an awful lot of us who are uh, financially savvy. So presumably, the pitfalls um, really are there when it comes to um, if you suddenly come into an amount of money. And I was thinking, you know, I'm so lucky that a few years ago I decided, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm getting a bit older. This is even before I had kids. But I, I, I wasn't financially savvy. I, I didn't, I didn't have things planned. I didn't really have a budget even. Um, and just the initial outlay for me of getting a financial planner literally turned my fortunes around. <laughs> I'm using, I'm playing fast and loose with the term fortune, but you know what I mean, the metaphorical yeah. fortune. Um, in that, a little bit of knowledge, and I'm not talking, you know, stocks and shares and all that kind of thing, but a a really small amount of, from from zero knowledge to a little bit of knowledge really put me in a better financial position. So when you suddenly come into a lot of money, um, what's the difference between a wealth manager and a certified financial planner, Jürgen? Well, so, so very similar. A certified financial planner in South Africa is someone that actually has that designation. So they've studied towards that. Um, it is seen as, as, a, as a postgraduate qualification. So it's really a financial advisor that feels that he wants to take his his advice to the next level. So he becomes a certified financial planner and then they, they walk around with that certification. It's a registered certification. A wealth manager um, predominantly, I suppose, would focus on, on investing. So right. you might have a portfolio manager who's not a, a CFP, or not a certified financial planner, but he might be more of a, a CFA, a certified financial analyst, and, and really just focus, focuses on the markets and investments. Where with your planner, sorry, coming back to that again, yep. is that they look they look at everything holistically. They want to understand what the, the risks are in your portfolio as well. So, you know, is your will up today? Is there a proper estate plan in place? Um, have you got life insurance in place? What does your company offer you? So, and then they build through up to your investment plans. You know, have you got an emergency fund in place? How are you settling your debt? Uh, what's the plan, you know? What, yeah. What's your retirement plan? What's your medium to, to long-term goals, et cetera? Got so very you. similar and quite intertwined. Um, but yeah, as you know, in this industry, there's, you, get, you get lots of titles, financial yeah. advisor, wealth manager, TFP. So it's good. It's good to understand the differences. Yeah, absolutely. If you're just joining us this morning, we're talking to Jürgen Ekman, who is a wealth manager at Consult by Momentum, to share some advice for what to do if you suddenly come into um, a, a life-changing amount of money. We're looking at four amounts uh, because, of course, you know, um, wealth is, is pretty relative, isn't it? For some for some of us, 50,000 rand will be a life-changing amount of money. For others, 5 million rand is a drop in the ocean. So we're going to be working on the premise that all of the amounts of money we're talking about today would be life-changing for the people concerned. Let's start with 50,000 rand, uh, Jürgen. What, and that, that's the amount that Atuba uh, start offering uh, free financial planning and, and financial assistance to, to lottery winners. 50,000 rand, you suddenly win 50,000 rand um, on the lottery. For, for some people, that would be a life-changing amount of money. You get your financial planner. What are they likely to advise that you do with that money? Great question, Sarah. So, um, first and foremost, is, is before we even look at the amount, is, is that I think each person would need to assess their financial position. Just take stock of where you're at. What is your debts? What are your assets? And if we're focusing on debt, you have to prioritize paying off the most expensive debt, debt first. Okay. 
So what what is and, and if you look at it, we're in in a very high interest rate cycle at the moment. So the cost of debt is very expensive. You know, things such as your credit cards, short-term loans, overdrafts have got the highest interest rate. Prime lending rate at the moment, so that's the, the rate that the bank offers as their base rate. So you can get a little bit more, a little bit less, depending on your risk profile, is sitting at 11.75% per annum. And it's the highest that it's been since 2009, which was the global financial crisis. So to give you an idea, I mean, a lot of these banks charge you anything between 15 and 20% per annum just in interest alone. Sure. And then to contrast that is that if you look at a money market fund, so this is now not paying debt, but receiving interest on the other side. So money market funds are also interest bearing, but they're giving you about 8% per annum. So you can see there's this massive contrast. It doesn't make sense to invest on the one side when you're paying debt on the other side. Okay. So I would always suggest to pay off debt first. The good news then is that you could take that monthly repayment and start reinvesting that so that you're creating a healthy forced savings mechanism. Got you, got you. So then going into this 50,000 rand, again, as I've said, definitely pay off your debt first. If there is no debt or if you you have paid it off, investing is then quite important. So then what you need to do is is establish what your investment goal is. So is it a short-term goal? like a home renovation or a holiday Mm. or something like that? Is it a medium to long-term goal where you want to then invest and put money down, a big deposit on a house or an investment property? So that's quite important. And then also ultimately you can get some guidance from a financial advisor so that you can articulate your goals a bit better. So here important factors are such as what is the accessibility to the investment? Mm. Can I put money in now and access it in in a month or in a year or in five years' time? And if I do, are there any penalties if I need to access before? The term of the investment, you know, are you investing for one year, five years, 10 years, or through retirement? Any taxes that, that may be applicable? And then ultimately, what is the expected outcome? You know, what is the return? What do we want to get on the end of the, at the end of the investment? By putting in 50,000 and now, do I want to get to 70,000, 100,000, 200,000? And then a financial plan will be able to guide you, to assist you and get to that goal. Let's talk about 500,000 because suddenly that suddenly we're, we're, we're looking at, you know, um, th- that's a significantly bigger amount of money. 500,000, there'll be a lot of people now that might be sitting there going, okay, f- yeah, f- 50,000 wouldn't necessarily change our lives. It might be nice. We could go on holiday, blah, blah, blah. Hold on a minute. 500,000. Okay, that's now, that's now a different kettle of fish. Your advice for 50,000 was pay off debt. So if we're maybe talking about somebody with a few thousand on a credit card or uh, maybe a, a a few thousand left to pay on on their on a car payment or whatever. When it comes to five hundred thousand, there might be a you know people uh, sitting out there, and five hundred thousand is exactly what they've got left to pay on their bond, for example. Would you advise in that sense? Because that's a debt, of course. Would you advise that people just go? You know what? Just use the five hundred thousand to to pay off the debt, and then you don't have to worry about worry about your bond. Or is there a smarter way to make that five hundred k work for you? Again, a great question. Thank you, Sarah Jane. So, I think if we if we look at, it, I just want to take a step back. Is that I think once again with that five hundred thousand, there's going to again be an impulse to spend. Yeah. Now it's nice to settle debt, but it's also nice to buy a new car 
to buy some new clothing, new electronics. We know expensive electronics is these days. Yeah. So the problem with that is those aren't investments. No. You know, they just kind of eat away into your capital. Like with a new car, higher insurance, yep. higher maintenance yep. costs, new tires. There's all factors that we don't think about once we're making that initial payment. Mm. So, you know, if as an option, as you said, what you could do is just possibly go and settle your bond, which is quite nice because that what it does is it frees up again some disposable income. And very similar to the person in that fifty thousand a category, is is that whenever you pay off your debt, because your budget allows for that, well it should, is is that you should ensure that you have some force of um some form of healthy forced savings mechanism in place. Yeah. So they get used to saving that money yep. for you instead of paying debt. The bonds are also questionable because it's most probably um, the lowest interest rate that you get. You know, you'll most probably get prime, maybe a little bit less than prime. So, so yes, you know, it's a nice place for you to kind of park your funds and, and reduce your, your overall debt payments. Other things that you could look at as well is this a tangible asset, maybe look at, some investment property mm. where there would be tenants or in some form of rental income. But again, things you need to consider would be what is the tax on the additional income sure. that I'm receiving and then bad payers. You know, tenants can sometimes be good, but sometimes be bad. So some form of management agent intervention there could, could assist you as well. And then ultimately where my specialty lies in is, is investing in the market. Mm. So once that money is invested, you know, you need to make sure that you're reviewing at least annually, read your quarterly statements that you're getting, um, and ask your financial advisor for quarterly performance. You know, what, 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 did I, what did I get from January to March versus April to June? You know, did my investment grow or did it reduce? But then again, to give it context, is, is you always need to kind of refer that to what the market is giving us as well. So always read your market commentary. You know, your investment house will definitely send you quarterly statements and the funds that you're invested in will give you a, a good picture as to the economic and market background or the backdrop that we find us in. So you can see what you're doing relative to the market. Am I doing well or am I not doing so well? Got you, got and you. I think, and I think what's, what's very important here as well at this point is, is to do a proper investment risk assessment with a financial advisor, such as, as myself from Consult by Momentum, and this will guide you to a solution. You know, so if you're unsure of, you know, I don't know if I'm a conservative, moderate, or aggressive type of investor, yeah. these investment risk assessments that all advisors should have kind of take you through various questions to guide you into understanding what investment goals you should be. I remember doing uh, mine, and I was very conservative. <laughs> yeah. I just- I am not somebody who likes a lot of risk when it comes to when it comes to finances. Uh, so yeah, if you're just joining us this morning, we are talking uh, about uh, what to do if you suddenly come into a life-changing amount of money. And of course, what's life-changing for some people won't be life-changing for others. For some, fifty thousand rand is life-changing. For others, five million rand is a drop in the ocean. Uh, Jürgen Ekman joins us this morning. He's a wealth manager at Consult by Momentum uh, to give us some advice. And we're talking about four different amounts: uh, fifty thousand, five hundred thousand, five million and a hundred million five million uh i mean for for most of us five million is 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 a nice amount of money a nice amount of money to have um oh yeah 
Although I sit here, you know, with with the future education of two children to look at. And I think actually, (laughs) you know, you probably won't see much change from five million once you've done uh, school and university. But still, um, if five million would suddenly land uh, on on my on my doorstep, what what might be? You know, I've I've got a bond. Um, It's not enormous. It's not insignificant. Um, I've got maybe uh, a few thousand rand left to pay on a a ageing car. Uh, What might? And then I've got the education of two children. What might be a good move for me with five million, Jürgen? So again, Sarah Jane here, I think what starts to become more important and obviously all the factors that we've discussed would still apply, you know, do a yeah. risk, a proper investment risk assessment. Also ask your advisors, you know, what, what fees do you charge? Do you charge upfront? Do you ah, charge ongoing? Yeah. What are the administration fees yeah. on the investment platforms? What are the underlying fund management fees? Because, you know, you'll either invest in a different set of portfolios mm. that consult the momentum. We've got our own model portfolios that we, we base on certain targeted outcomes that we want to achieve um, over and above inflation um, and then even an income portfolio. So so you want to understand what are the costs. So that's quite important. Okay. Right? Then a fiduciary and estate plan becomes super important. You know, So you want to make sure that you're updating your will. You know, ask you. your advisor about death taxes and estate duty. You know, if something happens to me, what happens to this money? Where does it go? You know, are you, are you leaving it to your, your spouse? Are you leaving it to children? Um, and there's different taxes that then would be applied to that. So that's very, very important. Okay, that is key, yeah. In this, in this point as well is that a retirement annuity is a fantastic investment vehicle, not only just for its tax, tax-free growth that you get, yeah. but also because it becomes very state efficient. You'll nominate your beneficiaries, which would, would, would be your family, and it is kind of ruled or governed by the trustees of the fund to make sure that the family inherits. But what it does is it doesn't form part of your estate. So there's a lot of fees that aren't calculated on top of that, you know, in terms mm. of, of executive fees and estate duties, et cetera. So a very, very good investment vehicle, but also very good for estate planning. So to make sure that you have that, so that even if you pass away prematurely, you might not have used your retirement annuity, you might not have gotten into retirement, but you're leaving that legacy behind for your family in a very efficient way. Yeah, Diversification is going to become mm. super important. You want to make sure that you're investing locally, but you're also investing offshore. So you literally want to have the best of all investment universes. You know, sell rand, buy currency of choice, whether it be dollars, yeah. pounds, euros. We know that the rand has been on a, on a bad depreciation over the last couple of years. I think I looked at some numbers. I think in about February 2022, I think the rand was at about 16 rand to the dollar, 16 rand, 16 or something. And at the moment, we're sitting at around about 18 rand, 90 or so to the dollar, you know, right. plus minus. So that's about a 17% depreciation just in the rand, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so you, you definitely want to take advantage of different markets. So diverse, diversification will become very important. And then what I'd say is, is tax planning, you know, understanding, you know, am I going to be earning interest here? Um, and and how how is that going to be taxed? So it is taxed as income, but over and above your normal earnings. So you you need to be quite aware of these extra taxes that you are now going to come uh, uh, that you that you will feel. You know, capital gains as well can be quite large if it's not accounted for. So you really have to have a solid plan that takes all of these 
these uh, points into consideration. I just want to ask you, Jürgen, um, and uh, somebody, oh, two questions. Firstly, somebody's asking whether lottery, whether when you win the lottery, that money is taxable. But secondly, uh, a question from me is around, uh, as much as planning is, is important, if you do suddenly come into whatever amount of money it might be, should we not allow ourselves a little room for gratification? Because most of us, we go to work, it's the daily grind, um, you know, and, and uh, to suddenly, and we don't, a lot of us have time for spoiling ourselves. Is there any room for just putting, even if it's a small amount, even if it's a thousand rand out of the 50 or 2000 rand out of the 50, or, you know, um, if you're talking about a hundred million rand, then maybe even like 50,000 rand out of that for a, for a nice holiday. Is there room for that? Because otherwise it can just feel like business, can't it? There's got to be some fun somewhere, right? Yeah, Absolutely. So, so I always kind of refer to this happy medium, right? So as a, as a wealth manager and financial advisor, I'm there to also kind of coach my clients. You know, when we're sitting down having our views, it's, it's also about understanding them, you know, what they enjoy in life. Because like you say, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to invest but never enjoy. So I will always be on, on the other side of, uh, uh, I don't want to say, how can I put this nicely? Is that I would always want to ensure that there is the proper plan in place, yep. and meeting objectives and cash flows and budget, and sticking to that. Where your, you know, your normal individual would just want to enjoy life a little bit. So we have to kind of ask all these questions, understand what you know, what you like, what you enjoy in life, gotcha. and then find that happy medium. In between. So get your ducks in a row first. Get your ducks in a row first, and then and then see what's left over for a bit of fun. The last amount Absolutely. of money, uh, Jürgen, is a hundred million, which is a you know for most of us that really would be a um, a, a significant amount of money, a life changing amount yes. of money. Um, it's yes. the amount. Um, it's the amount that this chap won the other day. Or I'm saying chap, it could could have been. We're not sure. One hundred twenty one million. They won a uh, hundred million. What what are, what are we looking at there? Because by then, I mean you're able to buy a yourself um, a nice property does one need to um, d- does would one even need to get a get a bond on a property like that if you if you're looking at let's say a five million rand house which no matter where you're living in in, in South Africa Joburg Cape Town five million is going to get you a nice house um, do you get a bond on that do you buy it outright um, do you buy a brand new car or I mean I would never I can't even imagine if I won the lottery I buy a brand new car because of depreciation and it's it's been embedded in me since I bought my first car that I would never buy a new one but is is it worth it there is i imagine when you're looking at 100 million it can look like this money's going to last forever but actually that's not the case um property wise yeah so 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 very very valid points right and i think again this and i think i jumped the gun when we started our conversation and and i apologies if i repeat myself a little bit um but this kind of becomes generational wealth you know you want to make sure that you're not only just looking after yourself but you know that your family and family and their children and children, children will be able to benefit from yeah, this. Yeah. So, so again, you know, buying properties, businesses, investing locally and offshore, should your money be in a trust or should it be in companies, should it be in your personal capacity? This is when that group of professionals around you, and I think guided by a wealth manager or financial advisor, because generally that's where you have your first relationship with. You know, and, and, and again, that's when you can start understanding, you know, what taxes and, you know, should we put, be putting money into trust and, and how to do that, you know. So I've looked at some stats, you know, and I mean, if, if you're just looking at small 
as small businesses is that and startups because obviously you're going to want to do that. You know, you'll work out oh one percent of my capital is a million rand. Mm-hmm. So, so let me go let me go and invest in a business or do something. That reports show that in South Africa, seventy to eighty percent of businesses or startups fail in the first five years. So don't go large. I think whatever move you make is is make sure that it's, it's small. You want to protect that capital. You don't want to go under the hundred million. You don't want it to become ninety five, ninety. Mm, 85, mm. 80, then it just keeps on going. You know, you want to protect that capital. So, yeah. so it's so important to have a, a, a real plan in place to maximize on efficiencies when investing. And yes, there'll be those tangible assets, you know, your brick and mortar investments, uh, properties, investment properties that will provide rental income, businesses. And then obviously you want to have, you want to be invested in the market. You know, you want to have money in the bank that's safe and secure, but you also want to have some exposure to the market so that you're getting some extra return on your portfolio. Jürgen, you've been enormously helpful. I'm sure that people are sitting and, and taking notes. We are going to have to leave it there, but really appreciate your time uh, this morning. Jürgen Ekman uh, is uh, a wealth manager at uh, Consult for Momentum uh, and uh, giving us some advice on what to do if you suddenly come into a life-changing amount of money. And uh, you can share with me, what would be for you a life-changing amount of money? Uh, what would you do with uh, a sudden windfall?